Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On Giddy Up, it's time for the debate. I don't know if it'll be debate this week. It'll be more like a bit of banter as we welcome in the team. We might ask a few tough questions, and Jack Jenkins joins us. Hello, Jack. Good morning, Gareth. I uh, popped out of bed this morning. I'm, I'm always excited for Wednesday, but when yes. you said last night that Simon Miller was going to be here, I thought, <laughs> geez, we are in for a treat. Yes. It doesn't get any better, does it, for us racing fans? Simon Miller, thanks for joining us, mate. I know you've done the media rounds. You were just with Gary Lyon and Tommy Morris on SEN's Breakfast Show, the biggest um, sporting radio show in the country, and now you've come to the biggest racing show. They're, they're all, they're, we're, we're climbing the ladder slowly. How yeah, are you, si? Thanks, uh, Gareth. Good to be on. And uh, obviously, I've come straight from track, so I've got all my track work gear on, but yes. it's cold outside. It is. And buddy Jack rolls in with a t shirt, just just flexing the muscles there, just letting us know he's, he's still got game. Now, we know Jack Jenkins is a massive racing fan, but he rang me the other day. He says, is that Simon Miller's a legend. And I said, when did you meet Simon? Oh, you can tell the story. Jack. Oh, we met at uh, track work at the Valley where all good interactions happen on a <laughs> yeah. Monday morning at 5am. <laughs> nah, but it was good. Got down to uh, track work again yesterday with Simon and the crew, which uh, it was good to see the jewel get around the Valley. And uh, yeah, had a good bit of work, didn't she, Simon? Yeah, all as well. Yeah. Uh, Bacchus Marsh. The Bacchus, Green, Marsh. No, Bacchus yep. Marsh Golf, Golf Club, come Gareth. Yep. What greens? Um, I don't know. Sand scrapes. Are they? Yep. I didn't even know Backers Marsh had a golf course. There you go. We got two. I got, the, the only time I ever got sent off playing football was at the Backers Marsh football ground. I was playing for Ballarat and we're playing Backers Marsh, of course. And I'm, I must've like, someone didn't kick it to me properly. And I said, F, what are you doing F? And then they said, they blew the whistle. And they set me off for saying the F word. Were you in the twos? or I was in the seniors, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a worthy question. Yes. Now, um, so you saw Amelia's Jewel work for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. you said she'll be winning everything that she contests. I, yeah, I did say that. That was, that was, I did, that might've been a bit of an early cry, but she's a very yeah. good horse. And, I'm, and she performed well that night at the Valley. I actually think, I didn't say I think she win everything she contests. Yeah. I think I said... Will she handle the valley? Absolutely. She'll handle the bend at the valley and she'll come home. Now, we need to get something on the record once again. I was reading the Herald Sun the other day and it said that Nick Ryan's training him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nick, hey, he's not bad. I've, yeah. got, I've gone for a week and he's, <laughs> and he's necked me. Don't worry. He's pretty proud of himself this morning. <laughs> so it's all right. If Wolfie wins the guinea, yes. I'm, I'm going to take all the accolades. Hey, the mail is that Wolfie's a, like... It's going good. They reckon... They tell me that Wolfie's a big chance in the guineas. Yeah. Did I not sit here... Months ago, and tell you that it'll win the guineas, and I backed it at 101 to one. I got. I know you get brainwashed by a few of the people at Nick Ryan Stables. Like I know your great mate, our great mate Aaron <laughs> Mitchell's got a. I think he's got a small share in that yeah, horse. His dad. He's, his, his dad. dad does, ha- yeah, yeah, his dad does. So, um, I think he's. Um, I think I don't know if it was like the owners, you know, get a bit excited about their own horse, but um, he's going in the right direction anyway. It looks yeah. good. 
Good have looking. You, have you been training him? <laughs> if he wins, yeah. yes. But but in that race, there's there's a bloody lot of horses oh, that 100%. look really good. Like Militarizer's work yesterday was really impressive as well. Yeah. So, you know, an impressive bit of work at Caulfield doesn't win you a Group One. All right, then let's get stuck in our topics. And the first topic is Amelia's Jewel. Will she be winning the Turak handicap? I think she will. She's a dollar ninety, Simon. You get fifty five and a half. It's worked out perfectly for you. Yeah, fifty six. But fifty six. Um, sorry. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, it's a good weight, isn't it? Like for what she's done throughout her career. But uh, it's a new challenge again. So you know, it's Group One first time over here, and it's handicap. So like, I think uh, the um, Princess Pride of Jenny means it's about four and a half kilos better. So that make, that'll make it intriguing. It's it's a weird feeling because I remember I was with you in the build-up to the Northerly, and it was Amelia's Jewel's first Group 1. Yeah. And everybody was hoping that she would win because that would be your first yeah. Group 1. Now we get to a Turak, and the build-up's like, she just we expect her just to roll <laughs> roll up at Caulfield and, and, and win. Just win yeah. But we forget that this is a big week for you because you're a boy from Melbourne. Caulfield, yeah. you spend a lot of time at Caulfield, um, and you're looking for your second Group 1. And your first group one outside of WA, and to do it at Caulfield in a race like a Turak, it will be. I reckon it'll be a special, special day for you if you can if you can get the job done. Yeah, it will be for sure, but more so just puts a bit more value on her as a Eastern States group, uh, group one winner as well. So it's not really about me, but um, yes, I, I, I had my fun at Flemington. You know, you, you roll up there, win a group two with a handbrake on. Um, I know, but it doesn't like, it doesn't feel, it's a bit weird. Like it's, it's, I don't know. Do you feel the, do you feel um, the same that like, you know, you, you grow up dreaming of competing in these races, but Amelia's jewel, the boom's so big yeah. on her and everybody's talking about whether she's going to an Eagle or a, a, a Cox plate. And we all just think that she can, it's a benchmark 78 <laughs> at Caulfield and she'll just roll up and win. <laughs> Yeah, no. It, it, I mean, it's great that everyone uh, is in love with her, and they yeah. want to. They can't get enough of her. But I think because she wins more often than she loses, and she gets into tricky spots and can get herself out of them with that turn of foot. So uh, I can see why they've gravitated to her because she's exciting. But I think Melbourne in general, this whole carnival's been like with marketing. They've had Mister Brightside, who everyone loves, and Imperatrice stays here, and now she's. Lobbing along. So they've got some fair ammo, the boys, from a marketing point of view. I think she'll win the Turak. A dollar ninety you can get for her with bet three six five. That's a great bet. Because regardless where she draws, you're gonna have so much pace in that race with here to shock. JD Hayes said yesterday they're going to make it a real staying type of test. And Pride of Jenny that ran along and set that track record up there at Mooney Valley, which I think will suit Amelia's jewel down the ground, Jack. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, it's not the strongest tour act we've had in, in a while, but, uh, I think that top line with Amelia's jewel and, and a couple of the others, Antino looks like a smart horse and, and only, only made a mistake in the last run. Was it Jimmy Orman who was on? No, that was at Flemington. And then she, then he won the Sandown stage. Won the Sandown. Yeah. That's right. So it, it's, it's not a, um, I don't read into that race and think it's just a, a done deal. Um, there's going to be a lot of pace in the race and Amelia's going to need a find her spot and uh, get a good ride. But Frosty's one of the best. We were speaking about that last week. He's one of the top two jockeys in the whole country at the moment and he'll settle her down and I think she'll be hard to beat. Simon, you're looking forward to, I know she won off a, a strong tempo there, there the other day at Mooney Valley, 
But I, I think before that, she'd been winning races off a slow tempo. Um, and even in the clocker, they, it, was, it wasn't a, like a, a... It wasn't frantic. No, it wasn't a frantic 1,200 metres there at Ascot. But they're going to they're gonna go, I reckon they're going to go well above benchmark in the middle stages there on Saturday. Um, do you think she'll be better when they do that? Yeah, she's better when they go quicker because her asset is she can absorb pressure yeah. and quicken. So when they go slow, she beats them because she's got a better turn of foot. So if she does blow them away and she smashes the clock, and this is the other debate, do you go to the Cox Plate or the Golden Eagle? Now we'll have our meeting and we'll just, you're Peter Walsh, right, Jack, and this is Simon. Yep. And I'm Damien Lane. Um, and she smashes her rivals. And you look at your, your data and you're big on your data. I'll tell you a few data stories with Simon a little later on. Um, and she surprises you and she goes like a world beater. Um, do you just think, well, oh, I've got to go to a cox plate now I'm here? Or is it a situation where it doesn't really matter how good she goes on, on Saturday? Um, you'll just have to weigh it up and make the, the best decision for that yeah. horse. Yeah, I mean, we'll let the dust settle and, and see what the opposition's done in both Eagle and cox plate contentions. Do romantic worries performance change your mind? In oh, and it, it enhances it, doesn't yeah. it? Like if it come out one by six, you, you swing to an eagle straight yeah. away. Yeah, I think I think I uh, I think after that race, I might have called Simon on the face. Simon had a few words about a certain <laughs> horse from Hong Kong and and what he should do after that. He was going nuts. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, it was it was actually it was a very funny little chat. So you you're saying that Amelia's jewel beat Romantic Warrior than Jack? Yeah, like I think from a, from the horse's perspective and looking after the horse and doing the right thing by the owners and and everyone in that, I think it's being played really well. Like you just take it race by race. That's what happened after the first start of the prep here. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens next. We'll see what happens next. And I think that's the perfect way to take it. So the horse isn't getting pigeonholed into doing one thing or another um, before, you know everyone sees what's going on. But just for me personally, I think the Cox Plate's our best race and, it, and it's been my favourite race since I was a kid. And Amelia's Jewel is fast becoming one of my favourite horses. So it's just for me, I, from a selfish point of view, would love to see her stay and take that race on. And I think it's, in terms of field depth, it's a great year for her to have a crack at it. But in saying that, you've got to do what's right by the horse and by the owners. We had a chat to Guy Moldcaster on our Breeding Bloodstock and Banter podcast. And Guy, obviously... Uh, a well-renowned and respected bloodstock agent. He's involved in a lot of good horses. And he was mentioning to me, what, like, what do you think they'll do? And I asked him what he would do. And it's a tough one. It, it, people like, yeah. um, and if he, he goes, if she, she does go to the Golden Eagle, the Golden Eagle will surpass the Cox Plate this year because it will be one hell of a race with the talented four-year-olds on show. Um, so it's a difficult, I feel for you, Simon, that everybody <laughs> wants a piece of you in a way. Yeah, it's, and it's a, I mean, you're going to let someone down. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm with Jack. Like the best race in Australia is a Cox Plate. It's, yeah. it's by far the best. And will I ever have an opportunity to run in the Cox Plate again? Probably not. Um, well, next year. No, no, I'm not with oh, okay. the jewel, like with another horse. Probably yes, not. Will. Oh, we hope so. But, yep. um, but you can always have an Everest, uh, sorry, an Eagle runner because it's, it's for four year olds based on prize money. So if yep. you're good enough, you, you can always just swing over. But, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know which way to play it. Like, it's funny, we're not chasing money because if we were, we would have run in the Everest. Like, we knocked that slot back. Um, 
So it was purely And just... you would have went to the King Charles this week. Well, that's right. Yeah, if we wanted to. Yeah, exactly right. But she's thriving in Melbourne, so why not just leave her here and it best sets you up for your grand final. So how do you sit down with Walshy? Is it like... <laughs> Well, she, I think he's taking the PIWS a little bit sometimes as well with Simon. Um, he was. He throws me under the bus. Did you hear that story when he was being interviewed in Brisbane, Jack? And well, she knew that he wasn't going to the Everest, and he said to the um, the, the radio station, "Oh, we haven't just before you go, we haven't." completely closed the door on the Everest and then Simon's phone went off the hook for the next two hours. Yeah, but he thought it was funny. Yeah, I know. So did I. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> so, um, but like, does Walsh, you wanted, does, is there a deadline with the decision? No. Does Damien Lane need to have a decision so he can organise rides? Well, for I think you've got to do the right thing by Frosty as well because it's yep. a big day racing because, um, you know, one will be Derby Day or Eagle Day. Um, so yep. you've probably got to, you got to do the right thing by him. But, He'll, he'll help piece the jigsaw puzzle together. Like, he's won a Cox Plate, and he might just say, mate, you, you're too brilliant for a Cox Plate, or, or go there, you know? Yeah. Um, the thing in your favour is she's had one go at the valley, smashed the clock, and obviously got around the track. So The thing that I think makes it really difficult is that you can say that she's too brilliant for a, a, a Cox Plate, and she's a mile horse. That's her, that's her sweet spot, so dropping back to the 1500 would suit her as well. But... When she, I watched her at Mooney Valley in that track record time, and they um, blitzed the rest of the field, the, the first two. But when she went past Pride of Jenny, she pricked her ears again. Yeah, I know. So you just don't know the ceiling, do you, really? No, you don't know on. how good she is. And even in the quokka, when you watch her, no horse in Australia would have got as close as she did to overpass that day. That, yeah. That's her biggest run by far. That yeah. was extraordinary that day. I, I think the freakish thing with her is... You train her for whatever you want to go for and she'll execute. Like, you know, she won an 1800 northerly and then we set her for a quokka and she blitzed him at 1100, second up quokka, arguably should have won, and that was a 1200 way for age. So her her skill set is just remarkable. Like, it's so versatile. And she's got a brain as well. Like got she a great must, brain. So compare it to a – so you train – you've trained thousands of horses. So what makes her different to the others? I think just she's got a tank. Yeah. Um, like, like we've won heaps of really good juvenile races and they've got ability, but they've got a brain. So you've got to have a brain, but her tank, there's just no bottom to it. Like, we've never, ever bottomed her out. So, But her brain fascinates me in a way when I go back to that famous Larkill trial and Patrick Carberry showed her <laughs> that you can see she he just puts his whip um, in her eyesight yeah. and then she just goes like yeah. that. Like, you don't sit... You don't see too many horses do what she, she does. And then when you watch, as I said, I watched her at the Valley the other night and she just switches off. Yeah. It's sort of like she knows what she's no, she knows what she's doing. And even in track work, doesn't she like... Yeah, she only does what she's got to do. Yeah. She'll work to her partner. Yeah. So... And she's... She's a dead set blinker horse. Yeah. Um, Would the blinkers go on this prep? No, 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 no. But just when do you put them on? For $10 million or... <laughs> Maybe in Everest, <laughs> yeah. 12 months time. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting, mate. Are you enjoying the ride? Because Yeah, I am. Bloody yeah. oath. I'm loving it because um, if, if you're in this game to get horses like this and if you get one, you can't hide or shirk or yeah. or work yourself up into a blubber and mess. Otherwise, you know, what's the point in trying to strive to get these horses? You've got to enjoy it. So I've said it before and I've said it on your show, I'll go to the race as a fan when she races. I never get nervous. I love it. I go there. I think just because you've got so much faith in her and you yeah. just know that she'll just smash the clock or rip up some sectionals and she'll look the winner. 
I was talking to your great mate the other day, Jimmy Taylor, <laughs> and he says, Gareth, Simon's full of BS. I said, what do you mean, Jimmy? Like, I know Simon better than Ellie does. And Ellie is Simon's beautiful partner. He's nervous. He, he says he's not nervous, but he's nervous. I said, well, Jimmy's telling us it, it like it's... Jimmy it's, wants me to be nervous. Yeah, it's in the moment. That's why That's why he's drinking cans on the lawn with the, the fans, because he's nervous, he, Jimmy would say. Um, nah. So you think Jimmy's lying? Yeah, 100%. Because he was yeah. a blabbering mess when he had um, yeah. the good horse burning around hay, yeah. um, hay list. And, yeah, hay list and yeah, the like. Yeah. yeah. He was hey, just a wreck. We'll take a quick break. 8.21. This is a Wednesday debate. Gareth Hall, Simon Miller and Jack Jenkins. What a team to kick off our Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the Wednesday debate. 0499 736 We'll get to a few of our other categories straight after the news, but there's a few questions coming through. Gareth, I dare to ask Simon who he thinks the top three jockeys are in the country at the moment. Um, wonder if you'll take on J-Mac like you did last week. Now, don't put words into my mouth. I said, and Guesty, Mark Guesty's manager brought this up on Saturday, mm. saying, Gareth, I hear that you've jumped off J-Mac as the number one rider in the country. I said, I didn't say that, Guesty. What I did say, I said, right now, for the first time in a long time, that J-Mac is in a, when you have like a pub talk, who's the best jockey in the land? It's not like an automatic James McDonald. Yeah. It's a Blake Sheener, Damien Lane, and even Nash in the form that he is in with yep. four winners there the other day at Randwick. So, Simon, name your top three. I don't know why everyone has to have a Because top we three. love it. Because everyone loves to have that pub But can't debate. you just admire them? Like, like, as in, you pick Melbourne, you could ra- ra- rattle off six. You go to Sydney, you could rattle off six. Like, if a Millie, if Frosty wasn't Millie's jewel, you could throw the silks in the room and just say whoever puts them on. Like, there's a fair chance you're going to nail a good hoop. There is with a Millie's jewel. There's definitely a chance you'll <laughs> nail a good hoop. It's a, I don't know, but like, I it's mean, like, horses, it's like your top three football players. Who would, you, who would your top three football well, players easy, be? You know, there's only one. Tom Hawkins. Nah, Gary Ablett Senior. Yeah. Number five. But that's back in 1980. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we want, know. What about 2023? Uh, Mitch Duncan. He's a Geelong supporter, you can tell. Has yeah. Mitch Duncan got horses with you, or is he with Dan Morton still? Uh, not sure, but uh, no, I've got a good friendship with Mitch. Yeah. His dad's in the camp, and Jack's in the camp. So how did Damien Lane get the ride on Amelia's Jewel? Did Laney come knocking, or did Walshy think that... Because you always... Like, Patrick Carberry knew that Simon Miller and Peter Walsh use Eastern State jockeys for when they campaign in the East. So, um, And all the jockeys of Melbourne and Sydney knew, so they would have been knocking on your door yeah. and Damien Lane, did he have a leg? If he wasn't from WA, do you think that he um, would be riding Amelia's jaw? Do you think that connection helped him? Um, well, look, I suppose the connection's there for the love story, but yep. at the end of the day... The, he's a freak. He is. He's yeah. humming along and he's you know world-class rider. Um, it was funny, like, Pete and I sat down one day when I did the programming for this campaign and we said, right, jockeys, let's go. And Pete goes, I got one. And I said, I got one. And I was like, oh, wonder how this will unfold. Anyway, we both had the same one. So it was pretty cool. And then, ironically, you wouldn't believe it, that night, um, Frosty's manager rang me. And I hadn't told anyone that we are going to use Damien because I wanted to speak to Paddy Carberry first. Yeah. And so when his manager rang, he goes, oh, we'd like to put our 
hat in the ring. And I said, yep, no worries. I'll, uh, you know, I hung up and I thought, there's a fair chance you'll be, you'll yeah. be on this. But, <laughs> but I couldn't say anything. I rang Walshie yeah. and I just said, mate, you wouldn't believe who's rang Frosty Reninger. And he's like, oh, this is a love story. Yeah. He goes, he goes, this would be good for the movie. It will. <laughs> and, and does his old man, Michael Lane is a bit of a character. Yeah, he is. He um, would have been like, he would be proud as a punch. Yeah, he was. Yeah. When it got announced, um, he rang me, uh, and probably in tears. Yeah. He's an emotional guy, yeah. isn't he? He's a legend. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a feel good story. Like even, um, it's funny, like when we raced at the Valley on the Friday night, the week before I was doing spellers all around, uh, WA and I was on, uh, his, his farm. Cause I got a few there at Michael's. So I was having, okay. a, yeah, so I was having a look at him. We went and had a counter meal and, uh, just at his little, at the bull and bush. yeah, we had a bull and bush yeah. and there were, you know, there's five people in there yeah. during the day, but I just said to him, how funny is this? We're just chilling right now. And in a week's time. I'll be, I'll have the suit and tie on and I'll be at the Valley. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a fascinating journey. Yeah. And I think the best part about Laney is that he's training for a Melbourne marathon. So he'll be running in a Melbourne marathon on Sunday after he wins the Turak. But back in WA, he's got a lot of close mates and a lot of the, the jocks are great mates. Laney won a golden slipper. And then that night he turned up to Ryan Hill's wedding. Um, so like, that's how much he, he doesn't forget where he, where he's from. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a good Laney story. Yeah. So it was, uh, the championships day one and he got suspended and he was, obviously couldn't ride uh, week two. And he rang me from the airport and he said, if Vela Road wins the Karakata, which is like your golden slipper in Perth. Yeah. Uh, cause Aaron Mitchell was on it as yep. an apprentice. And he said, if he wins the Karakata, he said, I'll change my flight from uh, to Melbourne and I'll zip straight over, but you can't tell him and just let us know where the party's at. And he won and the phone rings, he goes, mate, I've canceled my flight. I'm on, I'm on my way. So, and he, I think he won a, more, I don't know if it was a group one, but he definitely won a group two on, on the first day of the championships in yeah, Sydney. Yeah, he did, yeah. And so we're all partying away, uh, at a, at a venue and he said, oh, I'm out the front. I said, no worries. So I didn't say anything and he just swanned in. And it was like, everyone's like, what is this bloke doing here? Yeah. Then Aaron, Aaron, uh, oh, you didn't get it. You got emotional, Aaron, did, but, yeah. but it's just like, that's, that's Frosty. You know, he's pretty loyal to his, to his crew. And that's like, they all look up to Frosty. They, oh, they, they do. All yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. All of them. Because he's the, he's the, he's, he's made it. When he um, comes home. Yeah. All the boys, are, they're all ready to go for lunch or and dinner. He nearly, he had chances to quit. Like there was opportunities for him to say, this is too hard. I think it took him. Uh, like a Darren Weir situation where he, he made him go and ride track work yeah. out in, in the sticks there in country Victoria. And then he got a, he got a leg up and then he, he hasn't looked back and he proves that he's a world-class jockey. He goes to Japan and gets the job done. So now he's a superstar lady. We'll take the news and we'll debate a few of the other categories, including the first category we'll have a chat about is can I wish I win when an Everest from barrier one. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. to join our conversation. This is the Wednesday debate on Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning. It's eight forty-one. Great to have your company. My special guests, Simon Miller and Jack Jenkins. What a team we have. On the, this Wednesday. The A-Team. Uh, the A-Team. The new McCrispy. It's the next big thing. I know you love your McCrispy. <laughs> yeah. um, I, 
Jacko was saying I would never had five on the way home from the Melton Trot. So I had five and a half, actually. I was starving. I never ate all day. Um, let's get stuck into our debate topics here. I wish I win. Can he still win the Everest from Barry number one? I'll start off here. I think he can definitely still win, but it's going to be a lot harder because his gate speed is still questionable. He was three back at the inside over 1,400 metres in a Group 1 Memsey first up. So, um, but he does follow out over pass who's drawn right alongside him, the likely leader. So it'll be interesting to see if he can muster a forward spot or Luke Nolan would want to do that and make sure that he keeps him in his comfort zone still. So, um, but you just don't know how that track will play as well. Like it could be the best draw of all time. Um, but I think Peter Moody was quite vocal ahead of the barrier draw that the, the one barrier that he didn't want was barrier number one. So it wasn't, it wasn't great for the I wish I win team there last night, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I was big on I Wish I Win. Uh, love that horse. Had it on top in the Everest for me. I still have it on top, absolutely. I think if you look at I Wish I Win and you go, what's his best attribute? And he's got that one that all the champion horses have is that he wants to win. You know, you, you saw it in the Golden Eagle win mm. that when, when he sees the line and there's a horse in front of him, he just does what he has to do to get past it. And I think this is going to be no different. It's going to be a tough job for Lukey Nolan to get him in the right spot but like you said, hopefully overpass has the right speed and gets a spot. And if the rail's kind of hot and he can come up the inside lane, which we have seen Ranwick, Ranwick play yeah. like that recently, then it's uh, he's still an absolute chance. I think the winner comes from either I wish I win or one of the three-year-olds. So Cylinder was a big winner in my eyes, barrier four. Shinzo barrier six. Think about it, it's a new favourite, barrier five. I wish I win 450. Private Eye, I thought... Was okay with the barriers. He's at 650. Buddhist Notches at 10. And then overpass into 11. Espionis drawn well. Um, barrier three at $15. Simon, your thoughts? Gate one, I wish I win. Uh, shortest way home is a fence. Yes. So I wouldn't overthink it. Yes. Um, and they'll go quick. He'll get his opportunity to, to pop off at some stage and, and let rip. But he's got a great closing sectional turn of foot. So if he's in trouble, just count to 10 and... Then let rip. You're the perfect man to ask here regarding the sh the programming for I Wish I Win. So I, she reminds me so much of I Wish I Win, Amelia's Jewel, because I think that you could train her to win an Everest over 1,200 metres. But I think Peter Moody, in a perfect world, if he had a gun to his head and said, Pete, there's one race that you need to win with this horse for the spring, I reckon he would say it would be the champion's mile. Mm. I reckon he thinks that 1,600 metres is the like the best distance for that horse. So 1,400 six-week break into a to an Everest. Did he have to do that to make sure that that horse has got the spring in his legs for a 1,200-metre race like an Everest? No, I don't know. I don't know. There's method in his madness mood, so he'd have a reason why he's done that. And um, Not sure, but yeah. it's a... It's a bloody good horse, isn't it? Like it's won an eagle and it potentially can win an Everest. Are they difficult horses to train when you don't know what their best distances are? Oh, it's are? a killer. does yeah. your head in. Because yeah. you can't focus on on their strengths. Like you're just playing. Like I always said, how good's Black Caviar? Who's to say she got rolled and then Moody learnt something and said, oh, she actually likes this. Yeah. And she could have gone to another level. So, I mean, what he did with her was amazing. But you learn more about a horse 
of their strengths and weaknesses through defeat. And, and if they keep winning, you, you you just think, oh, well, I'm I'm doing a good job, but you you mightn't. So private eyes are the other similar case, and I think think about it's probably better over a, a longer trip than the twelve hundred meters. Um, yeah, cylinders are one that in, intrigues me like that. It's just it's been good all prep. Yep. Um, him, I'm with Jack. Maybe one of the three-year-olds. Yeah, I'm with Cylinder. I think $10 is a great bet with Bet365. And they desperately wanted him in the Everest Godolphin. So they usually have that, well, they put that um, theory to bed that they needed to, their Colts had to have a, a group one next to their name to compete in an Everest. But the Everest is that big now that um, it'll do wonders for his stallion prospects. So I'm with I'm with Cylinder. I think he'll be, he'll be mighty hard to beat. Just with the... the so with Amelia's Jewel, how many phone calls did you get regarding an Everest slot? Uh, we got one the very next day after the quokka. Yep. Like straight away. They were, they were fierce. They and were... how close were you? No, nah, not at all. No. 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 Next year I'll do it. Yep. So, so next year so next year you go to an Everest. Yeah, why not? Instead of a Cox Plate. Oh, who knows? But yeah, yeah I, you know. You going to Dubai? Uh, yeah, Pete wants to go there. Yeah. So. We're going to take. We're going to have the Amelia's Jewel. <laughs> it's like a. Yeah. I'll, come, I'll come to Dubai <laughs> if you go to Dubai. No, we're yeah. going to. What do you call it? The um, like Darren McCauley does them. The groupies. Yeah. Oh, get on the um, the tours. Yeah, the the, the Amelia's Jewel tours, um, with Giddy Up, and Jack and I can host. Yeah. Yep. Um, you can have Walshy in there. Yeah, Walshy. He'll give, he'll give you some uh, quotes that you can. Yeah, we'll go you from, can retweet. Yeah, we'll go from Dubai to England Royal Ascot. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll go to the, um, the 1600 meter Queen Anne, and then we'll go back to the 1200 <laughs> of the Golden Jubilee on the final day. She is a, she's a machine, so she can, we can do whatever we want with her. 8.47, we'll take a break. We'll come back with plenty more straight after this. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth Hall, with you, Simon Miller and Jack Jenkins for Giddy Up's Wednesday Debate. Is Romantic Warriors still the horse to beat in the Cox Plate, Jack? No. No, it's not. <laughs> Do you want time to think about it? No. <laughs> no, I said, it, I said it before. If it, look, yes, fitness query, and we, we know about the feed, but we've been told, nah, it's got the feed coming on now and, and all this sort of stuff. Um, didn't look like to me a horse that's going to handle the valley really well. Simon? You can't sit on the fence. This is like you're you're, okay. the, you're like the uh, Craig McRae. I'll, I'll say no. No. Yep. All right. Then. Did you get that on camera there, Huey Fitzpatrick? You know how our digital team are these days. <laughs> 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 uh, um, I have my fingers crossed. <laughs> Stepardi v Militarise in the Caulfield Guineas. I think you've left one out there, but um, oh, yeah, yeah. Stepardi versus Militarise. Oh, Wolfie. Wolfie. Yeah, I'm I'm on Wolfie. Have been from the start. I think he'll cry crying out for the 1600. Uh, yeah, it, it's I've made no secret if you're on my social media that I've I've I got on it a, a few weeks ago. Um, but you're if, biased. I'm I am probably biased. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to hold a I'm not going to hold up a, a torch to it and say that I'm not biased. I am biased. Love the horse. Love the stable. And I um I'm I'm really hoping that that they can pull it out. But I think if you were at track work yesterday, I you know I love going to track work and watching. And I had the binoculars out up there with Simon and. I thought Wolfie's work was about as impressive as you get. Um, but in saying that, I, I wanted, I went to, I watched Militarise and it looked bloody good mm. as well. Stepardi wasn't there. I would have liked to see Stepardi. Ne yeah, never seen it work. But 
he'll be on that um on those soft sand tracks up with mm. Pruska, so he'll, he'll be working well too. So militarized two eighty sevens to party three sixty King Colorado. It's a forgotten horse a little bit if you forget he's run the other day. Eight fifty Shalite at thirteen. Where's Woofy? Twenty six dollars with bet three six five. Paul Pruska's got the same dilemma as you in a way. I asked him about what he does after with um, Stepati is he go to a Cox Plate. He goes, Gareth, I could train this horse to come back to a Coolmore. Yeah. And or, or I could go to a derby with him. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? So he must be There's a, a lot freak. of good horses around the moment. Yeah. I, I think one thing with the guineas, everyone's probably forgotten, but you actually just look at the ratings of those horses. Militarizes that far. In front. With the ratings. Yeah. And, and it meets them all the same Do you believe well. it? Like, is that is that the end? Like, what... What do the ratings I, I, tell you? I, no, I just look at that as in, like, I think he's 111 uh, or something. Like, he's something yep. ridiculous, and he's lengths in front of everyone else on on the ratings. But I th- he's won three group ones. He's the one to beat. Mm. And Marrera's on. Yeah. yeah. Waller well, knows how to win a guinea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can, he, can he do it on a cold, windy Saturday at Caulfield? Mm. That's... And Joe Marrera hasn't ridden that much at Caulfield. No, uh, but Joe's Joe. Yeah, he's Joe. Is Saturday the greatest day of racing in the country? I think it is. I think Everest Day now has become my favourite day. Everest and Caulfield Guineas or Caulfield Cup. But this Saturday, I can't remember in my time a better race day with the Everest King Charles and then you go to Turak, um, the Caulfield Guineas and even the Might and Power with Alligator Blood. From a racing perspective, it doesn't get any better. And I think the way that... Josh Blanks beat the MRC and Peter Volandis at Racing New South Wales have worked together. And that's how racing sometimes they should do it. Like uh, for the betterment of the game, we're on channel seven. They've been able to change around the times. So um, both states can showcase this beautiful sport, um, hopefully to some new fans, but also to the loyal fans that love this game. So much so they put Amelia's Jewel to the last race and she'll be like, she'll, the, the highest rating race of the day will be Amelia's Jewel, close to the news at 5.45. So don't have too many beers on Saturday, Simon. Um, so I think it's great. You tell me a better race day. I don't, I don't think there is one. Uh, I, for me, just because I'm a, I'm a fanatic about it, I'm, in the same way you don't want to rank the jockeys there, Simon, I probably don't want to rank the race days. Like I think they're all good and they all have their own mar- merit. Like if you go to the race days down here, Mooney Valley – Cox Plate and Manicato is such a different feeling and, di- and a different vibe to go into one of the big days at Flemington um, during Derby Week. And um, I just think they all have their own merit and I love all of them. But in terms of pure racing, which races and the best horses, yep. it's hard to go past this Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, both states. And you got opening day at Ascot. Oh, yes. And that's a great day. <laughs> yeah, it's a big day. Finally, too. we can have a punt there in yeah, WA. Yeah, no, now we can punt again. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, we need at least one or two winners from Ascot on Saturday because Simon's like, he's living everybody's dream that you started to train horses because of the love of the punt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's why yeah. from a, you know, my uncle was a bookmaker. I used to go to the races when I was young. He used to let me on. I had five bucks limit for the day. I was 10. I think I was about 10 punting away. Did you ever rinse him? Uh, I got him a couple of times, but I had to be careful because if I did me five bucks like race three, I couldn't reload. Yeah. And it's not as if I could go to another bookie and get on when you when you're ten. So I had to be I had to be calculated mm. and 
Yeah, so it was, it was good fun. We've got a heap of text messages. Do you mind if we stay for another five minutes? Far away, nine Gareth. O'clock? Um, because our news is coming up at nine o'clock, and I'll read out. The news is brought to you by. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, McCrispy, the new McCrispy. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> Trackside live from Caulfield, Guineas this Saturday. Make sure you join us and use the code SENTRACK for $100 off an MRC membership. There you go. That is a, that is a hell of a deal. Yes, SENTRACK is the code. Um, and the boys will be there live trackside. I think they're on the lawn, David Taggart and the team. Taggart? Oh, they'll the boys. Be, they'll be off their, their chops. Um, I'm a little bit worried about, um, like, Tags being out of control there at Caulfield. They've just heat. been on a bit of a heater lately. They like, have, haven't they? Been doing well. we'll have to get you on SEN track uh, on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> too, Simon. Um, <laughs> drinking cans just before, <laughs> just just before Amelia's Jill starts. <laughs> I was talking to Andrew Jones, the CEO of Racing Victoria, yesterday, and we we're talking about you. In fact, I'll tell that story straight after nine o'clock because it's a ripper story. Don't go anywhere. This is the Wednesday debate. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Great to be with you on this Wednesday morning. This is Giddy Up's Wednesday debate, three minutes past nine. Thanks to the new McCrispy. It's the next big thing. Try today at Macca's, available after 10.30am. Gareth, one last important question for Simon, please. Did he call you deliberately whilst you are on air yesterday? That's from Donny Hart. I answered the phone while I was on air because Simon <laughs> rang because he's so hard to get onto, just to confirm <laughs> this particular um, spot. But, yeah, we were live on air. Yeah, there you go. Turak last race isn't good for my mental health. We'll be on my 15th Corona by then. That's from Bear. I've got a, part, <laughs> a small share in the inevitable. So the Tasmanians are taking you on. Yep. Good luck to them. Yep. All yep. the best. Um, <laughs> stick to leg kicks, Josh. Romantic Warrior will win. Josh. Yeah, oh, I can't. Josh. It's not Josh Jenkins. <laughs> yes. That is Jack. <laughs> Give me that guy's number. No, it's no. the same guy from last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same guy. <laughs> Oh, that's a beauty. Um, boys, I just want to say how good Simon and Pete Walsh have been with this horse. They have plenty of people behind them, and I think it's because they have let everyone in and have their part in Amelia's Jewel. They have everyone saying we, like we all own the horse. Great for racing, and it's exactly what racing needs more of. Jess, that is spot on. 100%. Um, gets emotional worried that because it's right. It's we. It's sort of like we all own Amelia's Jewel in a way, and, um, you know, some people are privileged in a way, like well, she's like he's worked yeah. hard, but he's privileged in to have a horse like this. And um, you've worked hard, but it's like you've got a great horse, and I know that you you think you're so, like it's a privilege to train a horse like this. But then it's I think it's important in life that um, you, like you can make a difference, yeah. um, and you're making a difference for the sport of thoroughbred racing, getting new people in, and I I think you do need to be commended for that. Like Jess has just said. All the greats did it. Farlat was probably the first big <laughs> one to get the to get the people on. Maccabi Diva, yep. Black Caviar, Winks, all the all the because greats you know get what? the people on board. In racing and especially like it's not a, it's 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 tough out there these days. But racing's always been great in a way and it's united people because it's given people hope. Racing like in the in the thirties when everyone was going through a recession, people would turn up to watch Farlap and then try and back a winner. Um, so Amelia's jewels are like in, in WA, it's remarkable what she's done for the sport there. Yeah. It's pretty, it's big over there. Like everyone gets behind her, but I think the greatest thing about the game is there's no rules. Yeah. So like, what was Mr. Brightside? 22,000? Yep. So there's no rules. That's, Co that's the greatest thing. That's why everybody dives into a horse because yeah. you just never know. Cody Charles, who we did a little bit of work with, um, for the trilogy with Gary Hall Jr. 
He had this greyhound, and they've got a group text, and they always congratulate you. He had that greyhound that won the nationals, that um, he bred that the broker, the person who broke it in, said it's no good, and then he tried to give it away for free, and no one would take it, so he took it home, um, and then named it after his his late sister and his daughter, and won a nationals. Like yeah. he, he couldn't give away that greyhound. It's so it's a beautiful game how sometimes we can see those stories, as you say there. There are no rules. Um, Simon, what did Dean Lester teach you? You're great, mate. <laughs> he gave me a lot of lectures. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, I'll tell you one thing he did, and uh, he just said to me, you'll get offered an Everest slot, but you can't take it. He said, you can't do it a four and go to an eagle. He said, it's too hard for a mare. Yeah. Um, that was one thing. Um, Geez, he'd be proud now, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd be telling me where I'm going, you know, like program-wise. He'd just say, right, you're going here, 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 and yeah. I'd be like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was he was a good man and uh, played a major part in, in our stable. So, yeah, um, yeah, he'd be he'd be tickle pink right now. So, He'd be like, imagine if um, he was here still and I'd be asking, where, where's Simon going? Is he going to the cock plate or, yeah. is, he, or <laughs> is he going to the Golden Eagle? I had um, uh, Josh... I'm going to call you Josh now. I yeah. had um, five going into the Karakata, which is our slipper. Yeah, yeah. And I'd cornered the market pretty much. And it was like every time I was on Gareth's show, he wanted to know who my number one seed was or who who wins. And he thought he could backdoor and get when Dino's on his show every Wednesday in Perth and Friday. He said, righto, Dean, I need to know. Like, he's given us nothing. And Dino said, on Friday, the day before, I will let you know. And he goes, oh, this is unreal. So <laughs> Dino's doing his Melbourne tips and Gareth's like, mate, can you speed this up? I need to get to see what he likes. And he said, Gareth, his number one seed and the horse that will be winning is, and he just hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> and Gareth was like, he's just, we've lost the line. Yeah. And then he's like, no, he's hung up. I couldn't believe he would do that to me. Because <laughs> you tell, like he would know every, like Dino would know, where you'd be going. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and he would he would keep that close to his chest. Yeah. Um, Hawaii Five-0 is the best place bet of the spring. Hot speed will peel out and run on. J-Mac is on, so he's the forgotten horse, I believe. That's from the Sandman. Yeah, I don't. Um, morning, Gareth, and hello, fellas. Can you ask Simon if the Hong Kong Jockey Club invited Amelia's Jewel for a race? Would he consider going to Hong Kong? Uh, they reached out last year. Yeah. So uh, Royal Ascot did, Jabai did, and Hong Kong did. All the very best, Simon, for the last couple of races of Amelia's prep. She's an absolute jet and star. Love Simon Miller. Simon Miller's the best thing for racing. Um, who's Simon tipping at Ascot on opening day? Yeah, good question. I've got four in the feature race. Um, Showing off. Yeah, I tried to split all the three-year-olds up. So, um, Fatula's going really good. Fatula. Yeah, she's going really good. So, is that the one we're backing? Good data. Uh, yeah, there's... there's Sonia's not too bad. I call it Sonia Data. Yeah. All the old music buffs yeah. out there. You don't love me no more. <laughs> love, love, love it. That's my favourite song, 1993. Whitney Houston, Sonia Data, finding out for the number one. Always, always love you. And there you love go. a lover. Um, um, I'd, I'd, oh, look, oh, we just got a really good batch of three-year-olds. Uh, and I, like, I'm in a great position. I've got great staff, good owners, fast horses. And, and like our three-year-olds will... Just got to figure out which path they all go. The majority of them will clash this weekend, and then we'll start to split them up. But um, I'd probably follow her. 
Water Banter's pretty good. Yes. And Generosity's in next week. She's really good. And I've probably left a few out. Elite one. Generosity? Yeah, there's a, there's a few, actually. Yeah. All the all the three-year-olds that are racing. Simon, you're so. one of the best judges of yearling I've, I've ever come across. You've had a lot of success with weanlings, picking out weanlings. So, Jack, do you know what we're going to do? We'll get Simon. We'll have a giddy-up purse in here. You got Nick, Nat, and Nui. We get all the boys who love USC. We'll get involved. Um, you can pick us out. Maybe I think the budget between a hundred and fifty. Can you do that for us? Yeah, hundred and fifty will get you nice. No, between, for a weanling. No, between fifty and a hundred at a yearling. Oh yeah. Yeah, and don't like, and then like Simon buys it, and everyone rings up, and they go, they they go, <laughs> they go to, straight yeah, away. Yeah, they go straight <laughs> away. So we're putting in our order now, right. Ali which is your beautiful partner. Hey, um, boys, it's a lot of fun. What's your best bet over the weekend? Uh, my best for the weekend is Wolfie to place in the guineas. All right, then. You're getting, you're getting eights. Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm cheering Wolfie on. And Amelia's jewel. Uh, Nick Ryan trains Amelia's jewel. Yeah, the, oh, the story, oh, yes. The story <laughs> He loved it this morning, Andrew too. Jones. Get his chest out. So he, we're talking about the CEO of Racing Victoria. So we're talking about the... Amelia's jewel last race is going to be big. It's great to have the, the superstar mare and everybody be watching her, especially over in Perth. So it's great. And I was telling the story um, about when I was on Sky in, in WA and I said, by the time that last race would rock up, it was like, it was the best from a, um, a journalist or a, a broadcaster's point of view doing the interviews because Perth is so like, they're great horse trainers, um, but they love to have a good time and they're a little bit more laid back than the, the Eastern trainers. So you would have Simon, um, who would have a, might have a couple of beers during the day. And then David Harrison, Stephen Wolf would walk in um, and he would have had five or six beers. Grant Williams would have been stressed out and having a pack of cigarettes because Bob <laughs> would have stressed him out. Adam Durant would have been up and about. Darren McAuliffe would have been definitely up and about. And they were just like at the pub basically. And they'd walk in there and they'd give their instructions and, um, nothing was too hard, but it was, it's, it's quite the different scene, isn't it? By the time the last race for an Ascot compared to a Melbourne. Well, I think the other thing is it like Ascot, you race in summer and it's hot. Yep. So you've got to hydrate. <laughs> uh, you have well, to. Yeah. It's, you'll have to get there, Jack. Oh, well, it's good 100%. fun. I'll get over yeah. there. Hey, so I go and get there, mate. Amelia's Jewel, what a superstar she is. Looking forward to your socials. Are you going to have a media conference to break the news? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? You should do that. You should set up a media conference. No, I'm, not, I'm not that. Yep. Not that way inclined. I'd rather just poke now, along. Go and take Simon for a boxing session to oh. get him fit. Jack. Yeah, we're going to do a bit of a session now and see how he goes in the in the cage. Oh, I'll yes. be tapping before I get yeah, in. You should do that. Oh, that'd, not really. That'd be great. Oh, that'd yeah. be great vision. That'll TikTok will go off as we go to hey, a break. Sonia. Yep, Sonia down. I will always love you. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. That's a Wednesday to be. Um, on Giddy Up, thanks to the new McCrispy. It's next big thing. Try today. Mac is available after 10.30. Lover, lover. Sonia Dano as we go to a break. 9.14.